I was in the living room and you came downstairs and you're like, God, we kicked their ass. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) Welcome to My Got Up Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 2023 season. We talk about what stood out to us, a few current events, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, the podcast before the podcast, the conversation in, in progress was too off the rails and had to we had to start. <laughs> we, we we have decided that we need a breakfast episode. <laughs> My podcast, the breakfast episode coming coming this summer, maybe. <laughs> oh man, coaches over unders on that one would be interesting. <laughs> uh seriously. Well, the season is over. We're coming in what a week ish late we had some more uh illness in the podcast uh pun- punted punted a week that and um I, I i i know i like i was limited i could only do like monday or tuesday last week uh had had the anniversary last week um so. happy anniversary ah thank you thank you uh, it, looked like, it looked like it was fun it was we had a good time we did uh we did so we actually did we went out for drinks like the day before or or, or the weekend um a couple of days early we did like an early just kind of um afternoon out at a like a whiskey bar um that we had never been to it was pretty fun so that was cool did that uh, but then our actual anniversary just went out to dinner um at a a new favorite spot of ours around here in concord um so it was a good time it was a good time 20 years pretty crazy Man, I'll I'll drink to that, dude. Marriage <laughs> marriage is hard. Uh, it's 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 not normal to be married for that long. I feel like in this day and age. So, cheers, cheers, cheers. I gotta I gotta pour my bourbon and then I'll cheers back to you. So, um, we 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 realized, uh, and I know I texted you this. I think I did that. Kim and I are now like we're older, or we're basically or we're the same age as like her parents were when she and I started dating. Which is crazy. So old. <laughs> how do we get so old? I don't know. How does it go? It goes so fast. Uh, well, what did you cheers me with? What do you got over there? Oh, you know, since we're wrapping up the season, I figured I'd wrap it all up in, uh, in the elite the elite bourbon, my infinity mm. bottle. <sighs> Which basically, like, I feel like that if you if you go back and look at the YouTube video, I feel like that my bottle has always been half full. <laughs> it's <laughs> just how probably, you look at life. Which is probably the my perspective on the season. <laughs> uh, I like it, man. I now I'm regretting not pulling mine. Uh, that's what I was gonna grab, and then I I opened up the cabinet and I was like, "Is there anything in here that I haven't opened?" I know you make fun of me, um, which I actually saw a bourbon meme the other day. It was like, "There's two kinds of people with bourbon: like the one who opens everything, and then the ones who like save things." And I was like, "Up." Oh, that's this podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> you just open everything and I'm like never open anything. Um so I've got the uh wild turkey Kentucky spirit uh single barrel. Kentucky spirit. What's what's yeah. that one look like? It's like that. Oh. So it's, I've never had it. I feel um, like that's a special. I feel like that's a special one. It's a single barrel. Uh what's the what price worth. on that? 
I couldn't tell you. I bought this so long ago. The funny thing is I bought it and then I bought it again, not realizing that I had already bought it. Like I, I had a, like a surprise reaction to seeing it twice. Uh, I think about six I months apart. I've never seen that one. <laughs> I heard somebody was talking about it on Twitter. Um, yeah, like at a, some yeah, point. Like, I mean, that's like a $70 price point, which is, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty decent right there. It's, it's more, it's, it's, it's fancier than rare breed. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, yeah. know. I've never, I've never, I don't know that I've ever had that one. So, so it's good. I just, t- I just had my first sip. It's very good. Uh, Excellent. See, I can never proof, just let a so. bottle like that just sit in the thing. <laughs> I'd have to at least try it. The funny thing is that I opened up. That's like I opened up the cabinet. I was like, "What is what's in here that I haven't opened?" And I was like, "Ooh, I forgot I had this." <laughs> I have like my regulars that I just drink like you know all the time when I rebuy them. And then when I find like random things like this, I I let them sit there, and then I I forget. <laughs> Such is the life of a hoarder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think Kim is. I was I was gonna get. I was I was wanting to do like a new bourbon cabinet, and Kim was like, "Why do you need another bourbon cabinet?" Well, I guess that's a good question. You should just—I feel like you need to—you need to be like one of those guys that's on Facebook that builds a bourbon, a bourbon cabinet out of uh, a barrel of bourbon, Mm. like an empty barrel. I'm telling you, man, I—I love that cabinet that your guy uh, Bourbon finds that he posted, where like the door opens up and then so you can have it in the doors and then in the cabinet. One of those—that's—that's what I want. I basically I I had like a two week obsession after he posted that video on Instagram, um, where like, like I was constantly trying to find it. When just like it, um, so I don't know. We'll see. I asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't remember." <laughs> God, horrible answer. I found some, but they didn't look at like because that would look nice. Um, you know, I found some online, but they didn't. They didn't look like the same quality of of his. So you got to keep. Keep chopping. I'll find one eventually. This is going to be this is going to be one of those uh, what is it um, wood wood projects dogwood dog, dogwood <laughs> dog nation a dogwood a dogwood project. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, I haven't built anything since I built my desk. It's been about a year. Maybe it's about time for a new project. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, it was. Uh, what what do you, what do you think about the season, John? I mean, you know, we didn't get the three peat. We but, didn't get the three peat. Um, Michigan has yet to uh, relinquish the reins of their national championship. Mm. Um, I'd say that the season. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just trying to go through this in the you know listen to the part, part of being late on the on the podcast. We get to listen to some of the other our colleagues um, <laughs> put, post their post their takes, and so true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that um, if you were to look at some of the st- statistical leaders like the fact that Brock Bowers was the the leading receiver even though he missed you know so many games mm. that yeah. that 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 was a little surprising I guess um I was hoping that there would be someone that would step up to to kind of take the reins on that um if I would have told you before the season that Carson Beck was going to throw for nearly 4,000 yards I think that I think that we would have all taken that I mean, I did not expect him to perform at the level that he did. The offense, I feel like, was the superstar of of this of this season. Whereas in the past, it's been the defense that had led. Um, yeah, or the you know we were kind of known for for our defense, right? And so um, it was nice to see Carson kind of 
take the banner that he kind of came in with and live up to it, I guess, for lack of a better description. Um, Cause yeah. we always, he was such a high, he was such a highly ranked recruit. I mean, coming in. And so it was just kind of one of those like, Oh yeah, it's just another one of those quarterbacks that went to Georgia and never really panned out. And, you know, I, I I was skeptical before the season, man. Like, I think if we're going to go back and look at some of these things, like uh, go back to some of the seasons past, like, man, he did not look like it. I I was not confident at all. I was going to say like early, even early in the season, like I'll make kind of make fun of myself, like early in the season, like I was still wasn't sure. Like I wasn't sold, you know? And then it was like, I think you kind of got me around like Jim, like, what are you talking about? When it was like, whatever the stat was that he was like, you know, every game it was o- over 250 yards passing or whatever, you know, that stat that took forever for him not to hit. Um, I mean, one of the better first time starters we've ever seen. I mean, what a, what a season he had. And I don't, I don't know what it, what, like looking back, I'm trying to like think to myself of like what it was that was going on. And I don't know, I guess like it was, you know, we had just gotten so used to Stetson and he was very not Stetson. Right. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you know, everyone has their own, their own thing. Um, I, I don't know. I think some of it too, I do feel like he like loosened up as the season went on too, just from like demeanor and even like celebrating first downs and things like that. Like I think yeah. early on, you know, he, became, he was almost, he became gifable. <laughs> he did. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great way to say it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but like, but early in the season, he wasn't, he was very like calm, collected, like reserved. And I feel like that kind of changed throughout the season. So I don't know what to read into that, if anything, but, um, he really led this team. Uh, and I'm excited to have him back next year. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if I'd have told you, I mean, he was, <laughs> I mean, he was like 60 yards short, right? So he, he had just under 4,000 yards passing. If I were to tell you before the season that Carson Beck would be, just under 4,000 yards passing and he would complete 72% of his passes have a quarterback rating of 167, 168. Um, he would throw six interceptions. He would yeah. only get sacked 11 times Yeah, and he would have 24 touchdowns. Like, I mean, I, that's a stat line that I feel like that we would absolutely have signed up for before the season. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Tyke Smith. You know, he, we we finally got to see you know fully fully healthy Tyke Smith on the defensive side. Yeah, um, I would say that you know one of those one area that I guess that we were kind of I feel like that we probably would have been expecting was that Kendall Milton would have been a much bigger factor in the offense, but Dejon Edwards led led the offense. You know, he had mm-hmm. eight hundred eighty yards rushing or something like that. Yeah, um, he he was he was the leader here and if you were to combine those two together that would have been a heck of a season for a running back right yeah they have um, like 1500 yards 1600 yards and 27 touchdowns between them yeah. so yeah i mean they were truly like a, if you look at like statistically like the two-headed monster kind of thing like 1a and 1b which is what georgia has had you know going back to chubb and michelle it probably even further than that but like um shoot the Gershaw, right? Like mm-hmm. um having that kind of like one A and one B guys. And you know, <laughs> they but they were back and forth with the injury stuff. You know, I, I I do I will say like I'm happy that we got to see like a fully operational, fully healthy Kendall Milton by the end of the season. Um I mean, obviously like 
we went undefeated in the regular season. So I don't know what materially the difference would have been, but statistically, I mean, he looked like a thousand yard back, like by the end of the year, you know, when he was back to his old self, mm-hmm. it was almost like back to like freshman Kendall Milton, you know, like he, we saw what he flashed early on. We, we finally got to see it back once he was truly healthy. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. I would say that uh, if you, if you were to go and look at the, so the other thing that I would say is that you go and look at some of the receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go down the line talking about combining, you know, Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. But if you go and look at the the receiving side of things, like, I mean, we talk about Brock Bowers, right? So Brock mm-hmm. had, you know, just over 700 yards receiving, right? And so Brock was Brock, right? Yeah. But then you look and look at how, like, so unbelievably spread out everything was. I mean, you had Dominic Love at 600 yards, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, 500, Lad McConkey had 500, and he missed a bunch of time. Ra Ra yeah. missed some time, and he had 300. Like everybody, I mean, you, you go down the down the list. I mean, the the, the list of of receptions um, it was was pretty phenomenal as well. Um, I mean, yeah. there were a lot of guys that had more than 10 catches throughout the entirety of the season, which I feel like is a lot for. I don't have anything to compare it to for um, on the Georgia side of things, but uh, I mean, it felt like that we spread the ball around pretty, pretty well. Um, it's funny, you know, we were talking about this in the text thread um, that, you know, I, before we got on the call as of, as of recording, one of the, one of the elite wide receivers from Florida state had decommitted. And the, the early chatter was, is that he wasn't looking at Georgia and and we're I'm I'm just kind of like why what do we have to do what do we have to do to like eliminate this this narrative that Georgia's not the place for elite wide receivers like do we just need to like consolidate the receptions here and not rotate guys in and out right and just allow one receiver to have you know 1500 yards receiving like what's what what do we have to do right and i, I so that's actually something that Jeff Dantzler has talked about a bit like with our receivers like the volume the rotation and going that deep. I know he's talked about that on Bulldog Brunch about basically wishing we didn't rotate so much, <laughs> like kind of having a guy like the guy or the couple of guys. I mean, if you think back to like when we were in school late, right? Like a uh, Fred Gibson, Reggie Brown kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. having, um, or we were talking about in the thread, right? Like whims and Godwin early in the Kirby years. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I think some of that is like, the wide receiver coach, you know, and they kind of handle the rotation. So I don't know if it's a McClendon I mean, I'll thing tell you, or what. I'll tell you what I think it is. I mean, mm-hmm. for us, it's you've got to get these guys on the field. You've attracted these players. You've attracted yeah. these recruits. You've got to find receptions for for kids. It's it's the NIL situation. Um, we're recruiting your attract- own, re-recruiting your own roster to get them to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I. It's definitely something, it's an interesting problem for us to have. Like you look down the list of all these guys that are on our roster. I was, I was thinking about that after we were chattering about this, you know, with the wide receiver situation, like, what do we have to do? And, but you look down the list and, you know, a lot of these guys are coming back. Yeah. Um, And, and not only that, but like, we've got guys that didn't get featured all that much that looked pretty talented. You've got an Anthony Evans coming in, you've got, um 
you know, Lawson Lucky, who was injured for a good part portion of the season. I think that he's going to slot in pretty nicely for Brock Bowers. Everybody's talking about, um, you know, how, how are we going to do that? And obviously Oscar Delp was going to be there. Um, Delp a brother out, right? Um, but I actually think that Lawson Lucky is, is going to be a, a, I mean, that kid is, that kid is, is humongous. <laughs> yeah. 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 He is. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we got all these players that are are still going to be around. You got Dylan Bell, you got Rod Thomas, you got um, Dominic Lovett. You know, yeah. we've got C.J. Smith. We've got. Um, uh, I don't think we do anymore. Didn't he? I, I think C.J. Smith to the portal. Oh, we see the portal. We see the portal <laughs> guy. One of we had a few, which I didn't. We didn't do the full rundown. Um, had we already talked? We had because that was before the bowl game. I was saying. Farewell to the uh, the unofficial official, unofficial official, Mister Muse, uh, into into the portal. So, <laughs> where where did he end up going? All right, I'm blanking. Wasn't it like Houston or something? Am I? Am I? Uh, I think you're right. I think that's it. Yeah, because they, they did him they did him wrong by giving oh. him that 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 cowboy hat. Yeah, the cowboy hat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It, it was like. They, they found him like a black cowboy hat that was like a, a few sizes too small. I feel like. Oh man, I'm not a big cowboy aficionado, a cowboy hat aficionado, but sure, uh, sure, sure. I know enough about the cowboy hats to know that he looked undersized, right? <laughs> even right. even for his under undersized stature. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm just kind of going like you know, I, I know like we wanted the three peat, um, but. We made, you know, made a New Year's Six Bowl, um, you know, destroyed a, an undefeated ACC champ in that bowl. Um, I, I know, I, I know what you're, well, actually we had a question of what's the biggest disappointment. So uh, I, I won't, I won't go there, but. We were the victims of our own success in many ways. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we were the, we were, we were the victims of improper timing for that as well. Yeah. Um. There were Maybe just one. There were just one too many or two too many teams that were deserving, and that 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 would be one of those things that uh, I feel like that the CFP keeps tripping over themselves talking about the most deserving and best, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it makes they're, just, they're making they're making it up as they go along. Yeah, which so. I feel like was partially by design because they want everybody to be excited about the twelve team playoff because. Yeah, what happened? What happened this year is is not an issue next year. Exactly, the, the argument will still happen because it's going to be about like twelve, or or it won't be the twelve seed because the twelve seed is going to be some conference champion that wouldn't have been in a playoff at any rate. But like, it's going to be like you know that ten seed or something or that ten and eleven. You know who should have been those last teams in? But you know those teams are going to have less of an argument than say Georgia this year, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that's my conspiracy theory is. Uh, they they <laughs> that they wanted to have some sort of argument and are you know stuff going on and you could put that around Georgia you could obviously put that around Florida State to get everyone clamoring for the twelve team playoff next year um, which I'll say I don't want to dive into that whole thing tonight because we're doing the season review but I would I will say off season idea John I, I think I would like to have an episode where we just talk about the new format and like understand it and talk through how it's going to work. Cause it's going to be super different. I feel like it's going to be wild. Um, I'm not like sure it. that everyone totally understands how it works. So I don't know that maybe, maybe a little off season content idea. 
I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I would say that uh, the future is bright at the University of Georgia. Um, we're not going yeah. anywhere by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, even with, <laughs> I mean, we've got so many guys coming in through the portal. It's like, what, like, I, 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 I keep asking Graham and, and, uh, and Jason and Dustin and these questions like, hey, where are we at with numbers? Because right. at one point, <laughs> you know, we just, you know, as of recording, we just missed out on on um, Caleb Downs, which I know that everybody was like, I, I would I would have been super excited to have him. But like at that point, we're just talking about like, man, we're just just the definition of first world problems. Right. <laughs> oh, man, we didn't yeah. get that five star all world guy, but we got, you know, we stole the best running back. We stole the best the best offensive weapon that our one of our rivals has. Uh, we We took out um you know former four-star and you know former four-star players left and right from multiple rivals in the sec um we picked up uh a lad mcconkey replacement right we got a new, yeah. a new, a new exciting white um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we've got we've got multiple players that have come in and it's just like i, I don't know i mean at some point we gotta have at some point we're going to have to have some come to Jesus like talks about the numbers here because they just aren't adding up for for next season. But yeah. as far as like, you know, the season review, like, I mean, we had, we did about as well as I think that we could have done. I mean, it's just so unfortunate that it came down to, there wasn't enough space in the top four for us apparently. And it, the, the definition of our season came down to effectively two plays, which is just, <laughs> super frustrating (laughs) yeah and i do i do think like one thing that you were kind of worried about i think came to fruition a bit on but it did like it didn't really come to a head until atlanta and that was the defensive line and like the defensive front um i think that was a spot preseason where you were kind of worried um you know we had been so used to have we had had jordan davis and jalen carter (laughs) you know Devontae wyatt like all those guys for so long like there wasn't one of those guys on this team. We had a lot of veterans um, and they led us to an undefeated, you know, 12 and 0 season. Um, but, uh, you know, we couldn't, I, I guess you can, and we can argue whether it was the offense or the defense in Atlanta that quote cost the game. But to your point, it was, you know, two, three plays. I would say there was an offensive play, a defensive play and a special teams play. <laughs> like all, right. it was probably one of each, right? You got the, the misfield goal, the fourth down conversion, which you could put on the refs, should be, but whatever. And then the fumble. So it was kind of an all around thing there. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the one of the big question marks for this team as, as they move forward is definitely going to be along the defensive line. Um, that was the area that we got the most exposed. I feel like at the most, at the worst time um, of the season, that was, we just couldn't get pressure. And that, that, they, that could also come down to, you know, it has to be, it has to be said, you know, we're talking about um, we just picked up some additional five-star players technically on paper with uh, the new five-star ratings that came out. Mm. Um, We, I think that on defense, we have like five of 19, uh, five of the 19 five-star players um, on on the defensive side. So we've got talent for days uh, along the defensive side of the ball, but um that talent needs to come together in a much bigger way next year for sure um particularly along the defensive line which i 
feel like was, I mean, we talked about it pretty much all season long, the inability to get to the quarterback. And then um, I would say that the, the biggest, the biggest exposure point for um, the Michigan that Michigan kind of presented was maybe they just took Georgia's lead and did exactly what Georgia didn't do, which is just, you have to basically blitz Milrow. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. we just sat, maybe we sat back too much in that game. Or, you know, you can kind of put that at the feet of the coaches too, from, uh, you know, you know, I say two plays, but like uh, we had a, we had a not, not great game plan on the defensive side, in my opinion, but yeah, totally agree. Totally and then agree. on the offensive side, you know, we had Mims go down. So um, that changed, that changed some of the play calling. I feel like changed some of the play, uh, it changed our offensive for sure. So, yeah, I would say that um, as we move forward, I'll definitely be looking at the at the the lines of scrimmage because they were clearly two impactful points at a very key moment. Yeah, agreed. But well, at the at the end of the day, like you know, we we didn't we didn't we didn't perform when when we needed to at the at the biggest moment, and we, we paid the price and. Michigan and other teams took advantage of of that situation. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised. I don't know how much more you want to beleaguer the the, the season part of no. it for for our side, but I feel like we're good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the the only thing I'll say on the on the on the season side of things, there our, our review was. I mean, can we talk about the punter? Can we talk about? <laughs> Can we talk about our punting statistics? Like that that was just absolutely insane. Yeah, I still feel like how it still feels like it wasn't talked about enough. <laughs> I mean so, Thorson, I mean Thorson may go through his entire I mean he he this was his first year, right? I can't I'm, no 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 because remember I'm Stetson blanking. Bennett didn't like Australians either. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so like what changed? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel I actually, you know, so we should another offseason project, John. Like, it feels like he punted even fewer times this year than last year. Am I wrong? Like, I don't know how like how many punts he had, but he didn't punt a lot. I'm going to say I feel like it's the hang time to me is a difference. And I'm going to give you a specific example to point to that. I mean, he remember Mississippi State had a punt return for a touchdown against him. Um, he like punted. The, he punted four less times this season. So four less times. Okay. Also, he not, punted thirty six so. times in twenty twenty two, and he punted thirty two times last year. The, okay. This year. Okay. So his yeah. he actually averaged less yards um, this year than he did in the previous year. Um, so see, it's it's an accuracy thing, right? So like it, that sounds that does sound to me like it's more like hang, hang time, right? He's getting higher, and the guys are getting down there to force the fair catch instead of allowing them to, to return it. Cause that was the thing with that Mississippi state punt return that we get it for a touchdown. He like low, like line drived it far, but it got to the guy so fast that he, he returned it. He housed it on us. Wait, hold on. This is, this doesn't, the math isn't mathing for me on this. Gym. <laughs> I'm looking at his punting statistics. <laughs> so he, his, his, his net, his net punting was better this year than it was Last year so his net okay. was 42.6 this year and his net last year was 41.4 whatever okay so how can he average 43.8 and net 42.6 when 
he didn't give up over no returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to investigate that. Were you were you looking at ESPN? Were you? I'm were just you, looking at his. At? I just quickly looked because I I'd forgotten that last season that we, he hated that Stetson hated Australians. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, Orson had a great year, um, and our freshman place kicker had it had a great year. So. Um, I mean, you know, special teams were still, were, still did a good job. We had a punt return for a touchdown, uh, from Mr. Muse. So, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, that's, that would be the only other kind of item that I felt like we, we definitely needed to talk about with Thorson. <laughs> yeah. With Thorson. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, we got to get him on the pod, man. I mean, that would be amazing. That would what be so he, amazing. What did he do? He he. There was some video that he released. Uh, like it came from his Twitter Twitter account, and it was like a scene from a movie, and they had photoshopped his face on something. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was either. I'd have to go back and look at his profile. I mean, geez, like we we we, we should have great. recorded sooner. <laughs> this is great podcast co- content. Right great, now. great content. <laughs> Uh, I'd have to go back and look. We could probably press pause and, and go back no, and look okay. at it. That's okay. I mean, th- those who know can just yell at, yell at their podcast player of choice because they know <laughs> they know what it was. All right. Well, um, you want to? Well, we, we had we had uh, we had we had a, a good pay season, a, a payday. Yeah, same. Yeah, payday. Yeah, payday. Yeah. We had, had a payday. Uh, you know, got to have the good nickname for the kickers. But yeah, man, that that was you know that was something that we're like early in the season. Folks were kind of questioning him. Maybe he's a true freshman. Um, like we talked about in the Christmas episode, you know, he was like a position player in high school. He had never just been a kicker. So this is the first season for him doing that in his career. So as another one, like excited to see him next year. We had a lot of young guys get some serious run this year. So um looking forward to how see their progression next year too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it at, at various points that we just had it. We do, we do have a young team. I do have questions on, you know, where people are going to slot in and how people are going to to fill different roles. And we've had some guys enter the transfer portal. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of we've got a lot returning. So you yeah. know, we've got some some bright spots ahead of us. I feel like that towards the end of the season, we started to figure out, you know, some places that people probably should have been playing in. You know, Michael Williams being the, an outside mm-hmm. linebacker, you know, right. just pin your ears back and go after the ball turned out to be pretty, pretty successful for us. Maybe we should keep doing it. Um, <laughs> players that I'm going to miss, obviously you're going to miss Lad, um, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, Javon Bullard is going to be the biggest one. I, I really, really, I really have a bone to pick with him the next time I run into him um, with the way that he, t- he, played with my emotions i know so many comments like on instagram like we run it back you know like there was a lot of that going on him and kamari like back and forth yeah like, him on, and kamari. yeah <laughs> just messing just messing around so anyway it was a good season um i would say like i said you know looking at looking back on it like the the schedule ended up being much better than we thought it was that's true season. that's true um <laughs> much tougher gauntlet towards the end for sure um, but yeah, everything, I mean, Stetson Bennett's, you know, brother got a couple, got, got, got some action <laughs> got in, the, in, the, in the game. You got yeah. Catch, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. 
All right. It was a good well, season. It was it a good was, season. It was a good season. It was a fun season. Um, we got we got to attend multiple games together. Um, that was fun. Um, man, uh, we got we saw people. You know, we saw listeners. We saw folks on campus and everything. Hosted at tailgates again. Another great season. Um, and like you we said, to, man, we got Jason. Anywhere. We got Hasty's Hargrit history. Yeah, uh, Hasty's Hargrit history. Um, you well, I I keep forgetting that you didn't get to meet Chris last season. So you got your first game day experience with British Bulldog mm-hmm. uh, this season. Um, so I don't know a lot of firsts. This was this was the this was. I think the most games that I've been to in, in quite some time. Yeah. Um, Definitely since we've been doing the pod. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the, to the wood clan for <laughs> the, the major assists there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had our, we had our first ever uh, live podcast or whatever in-person podcast this season. We did have the in-person podcast. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> how do we do this? Where's, where, where, where am I supposed to be talking to uh did i tell you that my mom was like where were you guys sitting how did you sit to have that bookcase behind you <laughs> yeah uh, I, we, we 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 reoriented the room <laughs> uh too good good all right well you want to hit the listener questions uh, i'm sure because that we can meander through some other uh we got some other season memories there and then we can talk about whatever we want to yeah let's do it all right. Uh, first up, Chris Marler. Guys, let me know if you want to, want me to come on and talk about December. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll say is the way uh, I replied to Chris and said, uh, I don't know, man, that sounds kind of de-boring. So <laughs> TM, I mean, TM, TM. <laughs> I mean, coming on, coming on and talking about December, as long as we can talk about January. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll we'll put that to bed. Um, let's see, John Michael D. He said, "Remember that one time we went back to back? That was pretty cool." Jim Wood, and he said, "Me all the time now." Uh, thanks for the year of work y'all gave us. It makes the highs higher and the lows more tolerable. Looking forward to the asterisk three peat uh, run. Run it back next year. So agreed. Uh, it's only a matter of time. And the fact that the rumor was that I know like Harbaugh is interviewing in the NFL now. Um, with the Falcons among t- other teams. Um, but the rumor going around was that the reason <laughs> he was getting hung up on like a contract renegotiation at Michigan, because he was getting hung up on, he wanted a clause in there that like, basically they couldn't fire him if they get, if they get sanctions <laughs> from the spying stuff. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know that the uh, NCAA has the guts to do it, but I'd love it if they did. I think it's coming. We'll see. I mean, it would be it would be amazing. I mean, if nothing else, it just kind of showcases that he might be a little bit pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, Dwight. Uh, can you tell me why the combo of Morris Hall tailgate slash walk down Lumpkin slash rendezvous at Jay Huggies before entering Sanford is undefeated and is gaining momentum on all Athens to do lists to do lists, please and thank you. <laughs> Go dogs. Dude, I have to say the the logistics the logistical situation of moving the the tailgate from Reed Hall Plaza to the Morris Hall, mm-hmm. I feel like ha- has a much better flow. It does. 
it's I was a super. Na- it's a it's a much natural progression down to the stadium as opposed to across the stadium. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna lie. Like full disclosure to Rodeo and Greg, I was a little nervous before the season because I had never been over there, and I wasn't sure. I was like, "Oh man!" Like, but we were so close to the stadium. <laughs> and then, like the first time I did it, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." Yeah, <laughs> like it was a good, first it was a game, good. we loved it. We're like, "I think, I think this is even better." <laughs> yeah, I so, like it. I like it. It's like our own little, our own little corner of the world, right there. Um, Right also there, it, the, it, right there at the crosswalk <laughs> right and it and it prevents the it, it prevents us from having to do what you were so worried about which was walk across the bridge <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah, dude. so it took it took that out of the equation for our our game day hey we could even walk over to logan's tailgate and not have to cross the bridge from from there that worked even so it's true yeah we well, a little bit of a yeah i would say that, yeah if you were if you were going to try to go down to logan's tailgate it's it's not, it's pretty straightforward yeah yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know Dwight other than just logistically it's amazing. And the people that you are visiting uh, between those locations are all elite. Um, the hosts are elite. The patrons are elite. Uh, couldn't ask for a better crew to tailgate with. So uh, here, here. Thanks, cheers for, thanks for bringing us along for the ride. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. One of those patrons, Bobby Wilson. Uh, here's one for you guys. Why do you believe our dogs dropped from number one all the way to number six just by losing the SEC championship game by only three points for our first loss in two years? Um, okay. I did a little research, and this is this doesn't answer the question, but there was <laughs> there was something that I had heard, and I wanted to figure out like what exactly the deal was. Um, the statement had been made that. No number one team in the like the penultimate CFP rankings had ever missed the playoff. Had had missed the final four um, until the until us this year, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go and check, like, like so I had heard that as as fact, and it is a fact. Like that is true. Like so, I went back and I double checked. So I went back and I looked at like every single season. I looked at the last rankings before champion before conference championship weekend. And then the final rankings. Um, the the downside of that is we are the only team to actually lose as number one, and we've done it twice. So I think uh, one could argue we got the benefit of the doubt once in 2021, and they weren't going to give it to us again. You could make that argument. The flip side of that coin is if you reversed the teams, and Alabama was undefeated, and Georgia was 11 and one and we had beaten Alabama, there's no way Alabama gets left out. So I I guess like I had thought maybe that, and I, we talked about this, but I felt like maybe Georgia had earned that benefit of the doubt right, and I'm never going to make such assumptions again. Um, so I think that's that's the downside of all of this is, uh, man, like there's twice we haven't, we haven't taken care of business in that game. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we got to figure something out with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but um, five like, spots I mean, on a three-point loss though is a lot, and like it, it's nonsensical to say that you know Alabama is better than Florida State, but Georgia isn't. Like that was the other thing. Like if they had dropped us four spots and put us at five, and at Florida State at six, I think that would have sat better with people. Like that was almost like making it worse for Florida State, you know, with the whole 
missing out thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get why they did that. Like, that didn't make any sense. Like, you can't tell me that, you know, you, I don't feel like you can make the argument that Texas and Alabama were better than Florida State, but Georgia wasn't. And we saw that in the field. So that was kind of silly. I don't, I and, and no one's dropped that far out of three-point loss. That That is the crazy part. There was another team that dropped, uh, but they had won. So there was a year where Ohio State was number one, and they dropped to two, but they had won. It was like someone else won a more impressive game or something. I can't even remember when that was, but so hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I got. I, I like the theory there that we got the benefit of the doubt in 21, but didn't get it in 20, you know, 23, but uh, yeah. I I, I, I I like that. I like that. You got you got you got to take care of business. Yeah. The the regular season and all the, all those kinds of things mean things. And next season it's just a seeding thing. So. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's see. Brett Belding. Uh, as usual, a two parter. One. Who are you looking forward to seeing at G Day? Um. And then two. With Florida sprinting into the offseason ahead of everyone else, will they be bowl eligible next year? Ooh. Um, we can start with the first one. Who are you looking forward to seeing at G Day, JP? Well, I have to. I I don't know if we're we're gonna end up going, but my my cop out answer is well, it's not really a cop out because it's true. Everybody, I want to see the tailgate crew. Like that, mm. that's that's like G Day is like we're getting ready for the season. We're we're ready to go. It's usually usually pretty nice weather and all those kinds of things. So that would be what I would be most looking forward to. I assume that he's asking about what player for me, that player is probably going to be Nate Frazier. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I hear the guys, the guys on the text thread and the dog central folks, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to Lamar um, at 100 Sanford. He has been preaching this kid for a <laughs> long time that Nate is Nate, the great or whatever. <laughs> I think is what he's been calling him in the text thread. So um, it sounds like that he's the, the heir apparent. Mm. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Puglisi. Mm. Not that, you know, I'm expecting him to play or anything, but just, I'm curious to see what he looks like. Um, and you know, we don't have, um, I, I guess it would kind of to go with that kind of like the battle for number two, right. Cause we're, you know, Brock Vandegriff gone to Kentucky. Um, so, uh, how's that going to look like? Excited to see Gunner and see uh, Puglisi. See how they see them battle it out. Nice. I'd say a close second for me would be uh, Trevor Etienne. I want to see. (laughs) It's so, dude, it's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. And it's a nice nice segue to the second part of this question. Yeah. Oh, God. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So will Florida be bowl eligible? No. (laughs) Oh, God. That's so great. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't actually. I don't think they will either. Um, they have the hardest schedule in the country next season, according to I, I saw it on Twitter. So, no, their schedule is nuts. Uh, I'm like, yeah, it's it's horrible. It's I I do think they have the hardest schedule in the SEC. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. No, we agreed. We'll agree on that one. Um, How oh, amazing my... is it that they they they're under investigation right now <laughs> for 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 a player that ended up not not enrolling not even <laughs> they there couldn't even, they can't even cheat properly right now guys well because it was the guy that like they basically like backed out G- of his nil deal right like they reneged his nil offer or the, the collective Jaden rashada and i remember yeah. when this went down when that went down i remember i feel like i remember texting the thread or like there was some there was some chatter on the thread that like man the, someone's gonna sue them <laughs> yeah 
Well, and that um, that collective doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they are not even, I don't know what you say, out of business or whatever. They're gone. So that disbanded no operate. Yeah. Disbanded. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for fixing my vocabulary. Oh, so yeah. Uh, that's crazy. FTMF. FTMF. Amen. Uh, my dad wanted to know if we we're going to record Wednesday. That was a, uh, Hey Jim, don't record a podcast on your anniversary. So, uh, I didn't, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well played dad. Well played. Um, Let's see. Fletcher Proctor, which current football player would crush it Fred Gibson style with a cameo appearance on the basketball court? Uh, Starks, Allen, Dom, Delp. Where, mm. You were in that was. We were, yeah, yeah. You were there when would Fred Gibson. Uh, oh, yeah. Would get in in the basketball games. Hey, he would shoot <laughs> many threes. Uh, that's my only complaint, Fred. But. Uh, <laughs> ooh, um, I feel like I, you're better suited for this question. I mean. I'm going to stick to the receiver room and I feel like Anthony Evans has to be good at basketball. I could be wrong. Ooh, that's a good point. And I'm going to go with that because uh, this may have been before you were in school, but before you got there, this is probably like your senior year of high school. I think uh, we had a basketball player named Anthony Evans and he was like, but he was like a power forward. He was one of those guys that were like, he's like a big, big guy in college, but he was like six, eight, you know, which is not like a big guy quote unquote in the NBA. Um he was he was awesome. We used to call him the the ant. Uh so I'm gonna go with that. Huh. Okay. Uh I don't know, man. Um golly. I mean I'd have to say that if I have <laughs> I'd have to like pick the most athletic person on the team, right? Like so who 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 do you pick then? <laughs> like, right. Right. There's just so many, so many athletes. I mean from all of the hype that I've been hearing, like it sounds like maybe I don't, I don't know. He's he's not even technically. I mean, I guess he's I guess he's on campus. Ellis Robinson. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, he's, hey, he's got to be like one of the most athletic kids on the team, right? The only thing I would add is I would say don't sleep on the big guys. Um, like I know, like friend of the show, Big George. Like George Foster could dunk back back in the day. And, uh, I do remember our fraternity, not, not, I was on this team, but like our fraternity intramural team ran into a team that had a bunch of the players on it. And like Marcus Stroud was just like dunking on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, uh, don't sleep on the big guys. Is that, um, formerly, formerly miserable in Minnesota was, was friend of the show, Tim Riley on, Oh, uh, that's a good question. I, 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 I'm pretty sure Ricky is the one who got dunked on by Marcus Stroud, not Tim. So I don't know. Tim hit us up. You gotta let us know if you were on the court for that. For those that don't know, Tim is, is, is a large human being. (laughs) He's so tall. (laughs) So tall. And this is the, this, this season, uh, I hadn't seen his kids in a in a long time, <laughs> and they are tall like he is now. Like, where did your kids get so tall? Shocking, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, oh I don't know gosh. how old his son is, but his son was like taller than I am. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His they're both his kids are taller than me. Holy cow. Um, I guess while we're on while we're on this, we can, we can't we can't not have a basketball minute for Fletcher. Uh, so the basketball team had what the longest win streak since like the 40s. Uh, their 10 game win streak. Um, what was our nugget that John, John Smith had uh, the last time, <laughs> the last time Georgia basketball 
had that long of a winning streak, uh, Auburn named their stadium after him, after the, after the Georgia basketball coach. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I remember, I remember him saying that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I did what, not. Shook, Shook, I did Jordan, not. Shook Jordan was the, was a Georgia basketball coach back then. That's right. That was like a, that was like a, um, a hasty's hard history nugget that John threw out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, amazing run, um, you know, ended by, ended by Tennessee, uh, with, but Georgia hung in, played Man, really we well that, that game. One, didn't we? <sighs> yeah. That one was tough. That was tough. But I will say the positive thing is we didn't let them beat us twice. And I feel like in that we went on the road and beat South Carolina in the next game. Um, teams of recent memory, uh, would not have done that. Um, they would have like gotten frustrated and, you know, and would have given up another, another well, one. And then, and then he had a losing streak. So just, just based on, just based on the, the stats, it sounds like the teams of recent memory dating all the way back to <laughs> would have, would have not done this. <laughs> true. True. Exactly. Um, but then unfortunately ran into the, I don't even know what we're calling him. The the unicorn guy from Kentucky. Um, so that was that was tough the other day. But yeah. But yeah, but then it was, you know, obviously uh tough win at Kentucky, but uh we we drew the short end of the stick on having to play the unicorn in this first game. Yeah, dude, that kid was so good. I saw the videos of that and I was like, Oh my gosh. So Carter's basketball coach is a uh a Kentucky fan. Oh. And um <laughs> interestingly he went to wake forest and played basketball but he's um uh and, and they named their their team the team that carter plays on is, is the wildcats um mm. but uh I, I was messaging him before the game and i was like hey sounds like you guys are gonna kill us <laughs> this, <laughs> this croatian kid is all of a sudden available just in time for georgia to come to town yeah, I had been texting with Matt Moore about it. He because he texted me like in the middle of the week. He was like, "Hey, I'm watching Kentucky tonight, and like not looking good, <laughs> like for, for our chances." And I texted him Saturday morning when when we when we found out he was eligible. I was like, Ugh. so and he he lived up to his billing. So, I mean, Tennessee really good, Kentucky really good. I can live with that. Um, you know, best start in, in a long time. Um, I don't know that we can keep it up, but it's been um, impressive. And they're they're fun. Georgia basketball is fun to watch again. Um, it's fun to tune in and sit and watch these guys. So they play hard. Yep. All right. Let's see. Uh, Gene Fambro, uh, what school would you most like to see Georgia schedule a home and home with in the future? I think we've talked about this before. I usually say either like Michigan or Washington. Uh, Washington with the Huskies for the father-in-law angle. And they've got a cool stadium. I'll throw one more in there that I don't think I've said before. Um, and this is shout out to Brett Belding. Cause I know he went to a Penn state wideout game between like, with like Penn state and Auburn. And he said it was incredible. Um, so I, I could go for uh, going up there, having a night game at Penn state uh, and see the wideout, the dogs uh, defeat, defeat them under that. I'd like to, I like to see Georgia play Michigan in the big house. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's a standard one. That would be that would be one. I would. I, I think that uh, Logan has has posted pictures of BYU and mm. you know the scenes. This the scenes from a scenic, from an atmosphere standpoint. I would say that probably going to a big game at like, you know, at Ohio State 
what do they call it the shoe or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um the big house um you know going up there and beating up on some big 10 teams would be would be pretty awesome yeah yeah did you skip a question did i i did <laughs> thank you uh man i skipped 51 to 7 gata how can i do that uh, while they continue to work on Sanford Stadium this offseason, what is something y'all would like to see added to the stadium? Uh, he said, personally, I would like to see the scoreboard they have in Jacksonville brought to Athens. So it's a very wide scoreboard. Uh, yeah, the giant scoreboard. It, it would fit nicely there on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just you just touched on where I was going to go. Like, um, I would love them to see it. I would love to see them add another bridge. You want like a, a like a pedestrian bridge above the bridge yes. so that you can still walk across. Yeah, give me <laughs> give me the, give me an express lane or something. Come on, guys. I mean, what if they like made those gates be like half so you could still walk across and not go into the game? I don't know. My working theory of that is that that entire bridge is going to eventually come crumbling down, and they're <sighs> going to make it. They're going to make that entire area like a part of the stadium. They're going to expand it. You're going to close yeah. it in <sighs> and you will get your giants jumbotron eventually. Um, but it's, it's all going to get completely encompassed at some point. I've seen a rendering at some point where someone, <laughs> they did something like, what if it was like, what if you like basically like did the third deck all the way around, but then left like a window. <laughs> so you can still <laughs> see campus. Or something like that. I, nice. Someone did like a, like a rendering of that once, which is kind of ridiculous, but. Uh, yeah, I you're mean, probably right. It's probably coming. They're 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 gonna they're gonna completely cl- encompass everything. Um, uh, it, I was gonna say, can we get some? Time. Can we get like some better cell service or Wi-Fi? Uh, that's something I would like to see enhanced. Yeah, I feel like didn't they make it better? Because I feel like that it was like a dead zone in there at one point. Yeah, I didn't I mean, have that issue when I was there, but it was definitely a little slower. Yeah, yeah, inside the stadium. Um, let's see. What are some things that I would want to add? I mean, the the big the big scoreboard would be great. I remember. I feel like the the scoreboard that's there is not like super old, right? It's fairly new. It yeah, is fairly. New. I remember when they put it. I remember when they put it in. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like that thing is huge. Yeah, uh... and now it's like, uh <laughs> could barely see the, the barely see the replay. My... Um. I will say I I do like I mean I like what they've done I like like the big the concourses are much bigger now it's a lot yeah. easier to, it's a lot easier where they have pushed back the gates you know you, there's a there's room to walk around now as but I mean like when we were in college it was crazy like getting to the stadium was a nightmare it was totally nuts there's like sardines walking like even in the stadium you don't mm-hmm. have that problem anymore so I do like that um, I mean can yeah. we not my mine mine are like silly little things like I said cell service. Could we and this is not even really the team because it's vendors that sign up a different thing, but like can we have can we not run out of Chick-fil-A by halftime? Like I'm just saying, or like the middle of half like, I was just about to can say, Chick-fil-A last through like the third quarter, maybe? <laughs> better better food, better food options would be would be, you know, a nice thing. Like, you know, not so much the hot dogs and peanuts and Chick-fil-A, you know, what that's all great, but like maybe like, you know, like baseball stadiums, they have like, you know. They're, they're famous for different different things. Like you can get Holman and Finch at the Braves game. You can get right. Waffle House or not right. that I would want Waffle House, but I'm just saying like the better, better food options would probably be another good one. Yeah. I would also say that um, the fireworks that they have at some of the other stadiums that I've seen 
are, are pretty are pretty awesome too. Like maybe we can get some pyrotechnics to go with our light show. I heard I don't know if this is right, but this is like I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Like like Tennessee is like on a river, for example. So I think it has something to do with the fact that we are landlocked. Mm. That but I'm not sure if that's right. We'll have to research that. I mean, they do fireworks at Brave Stadium. There's no yeah, last I checked, there's I, no I don't know if it's an no, SEC or or NCAA thing. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I see. Like I, but like I said, you could have told that's a great way to um, disprove what I read on the internet. Cause I like, it literally it's something I saw on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not. Fireworks would be nice. That would be cool. That would be cool. Add, add another, yet another element to the light show. Yeah. That'd be it for that. I mean, Ole Miss has like what the, the drone something or other that they do. I mean, Hey, we get enough. We actually have night games now, so you could do fireworks. <laughs> that's true. Hey, that's another thing we had this season. A million night games. I still can't believe that. That was crazy. So many night games. <laughs> <laughs> like, it got to the point where I was like, ah, oh, man, can, like, can we get a 3.30? Like, this is kind of late. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. We had, we mentioned we mentioned Tim Riley. Um, please share each of your highlights and lowlights from the season for y'all personally. No natty, but as always, go dogs. Um, and actually, Chad Jarvis, simil- very similar. He said, "Best moment, best moment, and, wor- and worst memory." Um, so the highs and the lows. I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh man, there were so many highs. I will say, like so many highs. Um, we've mentioned so many of them. Uh, are we talking on the field or in general? I would Let's start I, there. I, I would say the the floor is yours. I mean, so it was definitely like this season was the. <laughs> Okay, this is cheesy, but it was the first season where one of my kids like actually showed interest in the team. <laughs> so that was something that was new for me. It was pretty cool. Um, Lily like wanting to actually go to games. And then we had our father-daughter bull trip to the Orange Bowl. Um, so I couldn't get the whole family there. She, Kim didn't even get to go to, she didn't go to any games this year. I was just going to um, say, I don't think Kim went to any yeah, games. Yeah, so that, that, that stunk. Um, but I will say a lot of that was uh prepping and college searching trips for Ella. And so Kim handled that and which enabled me to go. <laughs> um which was amazing. So I'll I'll go with I'll go with that though. It's a good wife. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was the, the that's your highlight. So what's is there a low light? Um I mean my I okay I don't want to steal your thunder. Do you want me to say what your low light is? Can I can I say it for you? <laughs> I guess. This is what I and I've I've told you that I said this because all right, so we're gonna pivot a little bit. So it has to do with Nick Saban. So when Nick Saban Oh yeah, when Saban retired, I so I <laughs> all right, you ready to go off the rails? <laughs> I would where John, where were you when you found out? So the way I knew was because Will texted the thread. It just and it was just like Saban exclamation point or something like that. I was uh, playing Mega Man Two on my <laughs> on my retro gaming emulator. Uh, paused Mega Man and was like, "What?" So I go on Twitter. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, things are going to text thread. And I called my dad. My dad, <laughs> my dad answered the phone. He didn't say hello. He said he picked up the phone and said, "Is it true?" Uh, so then we proceeded to have the conversation but before we hung up at one point i said i told my dad i said you know what i was like john powell is going to be so mad 
that Georgia <laughs> didn't send Saban out on the loss into retirement. <laughs> so to me, that that was what I had picked ahead of time for your low. <laughs> that would not that would not be my low. Okay, but okay. It, it definitely it definitely <laughs> is 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 fair game. Like, dang it, golly, Jim oh. Harbaugh sent. It's kind of like. It's kind of like uh, Grayson Lambert sent Steve Spur. It's like such a, uh, it's, it's such a, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, lackluster ending, anticlimactic. That, geez, that's the word I'm looking for. Hey, um, I did that earlier. <laughs> so anticlimactic yeah. um, to have a Big Ten team send him out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was but crazy. Yes, I, mean, I, I guess... don't remember. I don't remember. What, what, was that on a Saturday? Or, what what was the situation there? I don't even remember. What when Saban retired? Yeah, no, it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday or something. Like it was okay. like a yeah, yeah, it was like a weekday afternoon. <clears throat> to be honest. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, I guess it's got to be the SEC championship. It's got to be the low. The low and, for me is is watching Carson Beck fumble the ball um, to uh, yeah. What was it Dylan Bell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah watching, watching Carson Beck fumble the ball to Dylan Bell was probably with a low light for me. It was like, oh, Jesus. Well, and salt in the wound that Tresman Marshall recovered the fumble. To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it any better. The fumble, the fumble for sure. Uh, for me, was the low light. But the highlight, um, <laughs> I guess, is like I don't know. It's a, it's an amalgamation of different things. Um, but <laughs> one of the one one of my favorite memories from the season. Actually, it was at your house. <laughs> <laughs> so the morning after we beat Ole Miss, like, I just, I'll never get it out of my head. Like, you came down the stairs when we were watching the, I was, I was in the living room and you came downstairs and you're like, God, we kicked their ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> That's like so you were all sleepy eyed and you know, hair is all cattywampus. Like, <laughs> just, God, I kicked their ass and like in a raspy, like, oh, I'm super sleepy and tired and maybe sort of hungover. Oh man, well, yeah, I was tired. The night ended at Little Italy, like all good nights in Athens. <laughs> exactly, we, we're up late. Yeah, dude, we went out, we went out, <laughs> we went downtown for forever. Horrible idea, horrible. <laughs> Whose idea was that? That was my idea for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea to go to Flanagan's, but we did end up at Flanagan's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that a good was, one. I mean, that, that that was super fun to hang out with uh with you guys um afterwards, you know, Lutz and, and Keeling. Yeah. And yeah, it was fun. It, it was it was like a throwback. It was like a throwback to a bygone era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that's what like this this season, uh like the tailgates, the multiple games, getting to hang out, um, tailgating with coach, tailgating with Brett, you know, tailgating with all these people. It was, it was fun. Um, I'll, okay. I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention a podcast first. We got to interview actual player, like current players on the team. That's something I never thought would happen. Yeah. I definitely so, didn't think that I would be interviewing people that were going to be first round draft picks playing, playing on Sunday. You know those those kind of players for sure. Yeah. So I know this is an odd time to do it, but why don't we sh- shout out the sponsor? So you know, Oxia Time made that possible. So uh, thank you to Oxia Time. 
Um, the the Georgia collection, I, I didn't go back and double check. It was it supposedly was getting pulled um, this month. So we'll, I don't know, maybe it'll come back or, hey, maybe we just got to get back, uh, get back to the CFP in the future um, and see some more uh, Oxia Time pieces uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. But shout out John Canaris uh, and Oxia Time has been a great partner for the last uh, two seasons presenting the podcast um, and uh, opens open some doors Open some doors for us, um, and uh, we're, I'm, I'm glad that we responded to the the email when he reached out to us. Uh, so it's been a <laughs> been, been, been a fun ride. Uh, much appreciated. So allegedly, he's working on. Allegedly, he has some designs in the hopper for 24. Yeah. So get ready. Look out for that. So hey, they 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 have um, Oxytime branded stuff as well. So head over there, oxytime.com. That's a x i a t i m e dot com. Um, they, I'll say they do, they do custom watches. So like, if you've got an organization, you could set that up, reach out to John. Um, he would love to collaborate, um, and get a watch set up for your club, your organization. Um, it can be, he's done, he's done some high school. He's done yeah. some high school watches for some state champions. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, thanks again, John and Octa time. Uh, it's been great. So, but yeah, had, had to mention that, uh, I mean, like we talked about Makagi on his donkey with Lad. <laughs> oh man uh, and i and i botched a uh a blind ranking with tate <laughs> and made carter mad <laughs> he botched the blind ranking. Uh, uh, too good too good all right uh i'm totally lost in our questions let's see where boss dog uh in your opinions which transfer comes in it makes the biggest difference from day one and with brinson and snack house coming back. Do you think the front seven can create more havoc plays? Um, I mean, I think it's Etienne. I mean, he may be the starting running back day one. I don't know, man, the way that they've been talking about Nate, Nate Frazier. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see, um, not to mention, we've got some guys, we've got Branson Robinson, who's been hurt. Um, yeah, you know he was allegedly going to be the guy this year before he got hurt, right? And then you got um, uh, Pally. What's the other kid's name? The other, the other Robinson, right? Rod, Rod Robinson. Rod Robinson. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. He looked good. He, he looked. Uh, I mean, he looked a lot better to me at the end of the season, which means shocking. He developed throughout the season, but yeah, he looks like a different guy. Yeah, he looked good. Um, <clears throat> as far as the transfers go. Um, I would have to say that, yeah, I would say that, you know, Etienne is, has got to be, you know, up there, but, you know, London Humphreys from, from Vanderbilt, yeah. you know, he's, he's going to be a big body, um, you know, from a, from a pure ranking standpoint, um, he was, he's the highest rated transfer um, is London Humphreys. He's, he was rated as a, as a 94. Mm. Whereas Etienne was a 93, which I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, I would say that I would say that the, either, either of those options would probably be a good points, but then you've also got Colby young, another big wide receiver. We, we got some big, we got some big wide receivers. Dude, Michael Jackson. <laughs> He's not a big wide receiver, but that's an amazing name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You can't meet it. That's for sure. Jim. Uh, just, just wait. <laughs> I'm like so excited. I when did you, I don't know if you saw um Trey did a highlight video like a like a, a highlight video for him 
And he did like the Michael Jackson leg kick after a touchdown at USC <laughs> this season. So like, if he does that in the stadium, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's see what, Oh, and then the second part, do you think the front seven can create more havoc plays? Um, yeah, they need to, they need to, I, I think you hit on one of the things earlier with, um, with Michael shifting to outside linebacker. I, hopefully that makes a big difference too. Yeah, with him shifting to outside linebacker, plus you've got, I mean, we do have uh, Justin Green coming in. You know, he's he's going to he's a highly highly recruited defensive lineman from uh, from Lawrenceville. Um, you know, I, I've heard that he's you know going to be legit for sure. Um, he is apparently one of the reasons why we didn't go harder at some of these defensive linemen transfers. You've got. Uh, another, another incoming freshman, um, I'm going to butcher his name, Jonah Ajane, Ajane. Um, I don't, we got to wait for the Scott Howard pronunciation. We'll get it eventually. I'll put it on the soundboard. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's going to be an all name team for sure for us. Um, but, um, you know, he, he actually would, I think he picked up a fifth star. Uh, he's one of those guys that picked up a fifth star. Um, today as well so we have a couple of a couple of guys coming in that are that are supposed to be dudes um and then we also picked up the the south carolina transfer xavier mcleod um who was a four-star recruit and you know was was rated a four-star in the in the transfer portal big guy six five two eighty four um you know we've got we've got some guys that are coming in to reinforce and I think that there are some players that are out there. We got um what was it? Um Christian Miller, you know, yeah, you know, he's he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with, which we kind of saw him come on. You've got the linebacking core is gonna be more is more seasoned. Um mm-hmm. you know, they had to they had to kind of pick things up. Um we have we had a, a young we had a young front, and so we're going to have a lot, a lot of options there next season. So I'm hoping that they figure it out. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Rambo. How broke are we all going to be buying more Natty merch since Lord Saban is retired? <laughs> uh, I will give a shout out to, I saw this from dog post today. Now I, I, I didn't read the article, but I know like the headline was basically like it was, they were asking around like other coaches, et cetera. And, you know, what, what, what is going to be the impact of Saban leaving? And one of the comments was, who is going to be in Georgia's way now? I was like, oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the tweet that's been kind of making the rounds, which I think that uh, Chris Marler was the one, one of the ones that kind of brought this up, was like, you know, Nick Saban is the only coach that has beaten Kirby Smart in, what, three years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not since and and then by by extension, like the, the number of active coaches that have beaten Kirby Smart stands at zero. Yeah, yeah, since uh, what since twenty eighteen or something like that. So yeah, yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting run here for sure. Um, we got a lot changing. The twelve team playoff um, is obviously going to. It's going to throw a different type of strategy as you get to the end of the season that I'm going to be interested to see how people jockey for. But by and large, you know, we talked about if you move to the 12 team playoff, it becomes the, you know, the Georgia Alabama Invitational. Right, right. 
and I, like I don't know. That's that's what we're gonna find out. And we may I don't know. We may find out quick. Like, and we're definitely seeing it with the recruits and all the transfers. I mean, <laughs> the exodus um, from Alabama has been something. I mean, it's been like over and over. Everyone into the portal. Um, <laughs> but like in general, we're gonna find out, right? Like, was it Alabama or was it Nick Saban? So, um, like, where was that benefit of the doubt coming from? Where was all all these things, right? Like, the calls, the committee, the favor of the committee, all that. You know, all the players wanted to go there. What what was it? Was it was it Bama or was it Saban? Um, yeah, I don't know that this year is going to be the year to figure that out, but it's definitely going to be after this year type stuff. I mean, yeah. it it definitely got accelerated more so than it normally would. Like, for example, you know, I mean, Mark Rick didn't exactly leave the cupboard completely bare, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Kirby was able to bring in some of his guys. And, you know, uh, Alabama has lost, by and large, what would have been the number six rated recruiting class <laughs> of all of the players that have transferred out. They've that that entirety that entirety of transfer portal activity would have been good enough to be number sixth in the recruiting rankings for this year. I think so, that was another Marler stat. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chris on that one. So I think that um, that is something that we've seen from Mark Richt from his years. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, was it the 2013 class that was like the gaping hole? Mm, yeah. There was a class. There was a class that Mark Rick had that was really highly regarded. That basically evaporated, mm-hmm. and then you saw that play out a couple of years later when we just didn't have the horses in the in the stables um, to yeah. compete. And it's hard to replace. It's hard to replace that kind of talent. And I don't care how I don't care how good of a coach you are. That that is that is not something that comes easy. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, and not to mention the fact that you replaced him with a guy that has never coached in the South, has never recruited really competitively in the South. Um, he was their first choice all along, John. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping that the, I'm hoping that things end so, so poorly, and that they've Tennesseed themselves. It would be amazing. Um. And I think it's like, I think I, Josh Pate, I think had a video. He was talking about uh, like that Bama fans, like if you're under 30 years old, like you're a trust fund Bama fan. Like you've never, you don't, you, know, you, know, like you don't know what bad things are like. Um, hope they get to find out. Yes. I, I I remember what it was like when they had, I mean, shoot, like when we were, we didn't lose them when I was in school, um, we beat them twice. Like, so once in a tight one and then we waxed them. So um, wouldn't mind uh, all I can say, days. all I can say is, is that that I think George Foster said it best. Like, like that first that first meeting must have just been awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Yeah, that, that crazy. first meeting must have been awful. <clears throat> and what we're hearing about, you know, the treatment of Julian Sayin, um, if if the rumors that I've seen online about that meeting being only five minutes, if that's true, it just show showcases how out of his depth this guy really is in my opinion yeah yeah you just don't treat kids that way in the south because that kind of stuff that kind of stuff matriculates on the on the recruiting trail down here because it's all about relationships 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Rocket City Dog. We may have hit this. He said, uh, who are the immediate impact players you guys suspect to see next season? So I think we mainly hit on that. Um, I'll give one guy that I know for you, John, that I know you're excited to see. He's not a new guy, but I know you're excited about uh, Anthony Evans. So yes, uh, guy, definitely a guy that uh, the podcast is uh, eager to see him show up next year. So, yeah, we mentioned, um, we mentioned Ellis Robinson. Um, I didn't mention KJ Bolden. He's another one. Yeah. We've got some amazing secondary players. Um, and then you've got Justin Williams, uh, who is just as highly rate, rated as, as Ellis. Um, I think he's rated as a 99. <laughs> um, we haven't, we just have a number of guys that are, you know, one of the top 10 players in there in the country um, coming in. I think we have what four kids in the top 24 coming in. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, Bolden is a good one. Like, can he come in and play right away? Like Starks did. That'd be pretty, pretty sweet. I think right there between him and Aguero, they're the reason why like downs was always like a luxury item. Like he was not a, a need, you know? So. Yeah, Aguero was a guy that I was looking for this past season, um, yeah. and he didn't he didn't get to see the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, Brian Michellis, no question. Just want to say thanks for the podcast. It's got me through lots of road trips, air travel, and yard work. Thanks for a great season. So thank you, Brian, for listening. Uh, and everyone, um, It uh, we really enjoy <laughs> the interactions. We love the questions you guys send every week. Uh, you, it's We're all along this ride together uh it's a lot of fun so thank you yes thank you thank you so much for 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 listening all right john one more time this season and another off-season conversation one more time for this song oh my god i'm trying to put glasses on my god a all right, coach, send us one last over unders. I don't know what were they, are these being tracked. I don't know. No, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, coach said it has been a privilege and honor doing the over unders again. So for one last time, over under Georgia Bulldogs drafted over under six and a half. Hold on before before we answer these questions, is this is this going towards the twenty twenty four count or is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think these are going to get lost in the ether. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. Uh, I think these are just for fun. These are a one-off standalone. These are like a, is this like, it's like a friendly. This is like it's a, friendly. a friendly game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see. Drafted. I would say, uh, let's say over. I'm going to go over too. And maybe that's wishful thinking, but uh, I'm going to go over. Yeah. Um, it's a good over. One. Over under bourbons consumed on Frip, over under ten and a half. Push, push. <laughs> I'll say generally okay. Glasses of bourbon consumed on Frip over different bourbons. If we're talking like just the Fourth of July trip, because I will say for us, we usually go there for spring break. We're not going for spring break this year because our spring break moved. We're do, we're doing Disney, which I know we've talked about. Um, so I'm going to say, but if it's variety of bourbons, it'll be under. We, we we won't we won't hit eleven bourbons, eleven different bourbons, <laughs> eleven different bourbons. It sounds yeah. like a challenge. It sounds Although, like a I challenge. Mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could make it happen. 
<laughs> yeah, I control this one. <laughs> you have you have uh, unopened bottles. <laughs> uh, it also so. doesn't it also doesn't count like the, the little airplane bottles, right? Right. Which, no, by the true. way, we still have we still have a, an airplane bottle. Um, <sighs> we still have we haven't that. we haven't opened. We do but, have to do that. We have, but, do have to do that. But we also talked about we wanted it to be a celebratory. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We have to find the right moment. Yeah. I know it pains you to not open something. <laughs> it has. <laughs> I remember at one point I was like, oh, I really want to try this thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. Over under sorry Carter spring baseball batting average 350. <laughs> is he doing the baseball? I know he's doing basketball. He is doing the baseball. Um, matter of fact, we have a, he has assessments this weekend, um, which he's been coached uh properly this time because he was coached before. And he 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 effed around and found out. Um, sorry, Carter. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was told last last year to not do well at the assessment so that he could get drafted by his buddies in the later <laughs> round. He he did the exact opposite of that. <laughs> That's funny. And ended up on a crappy team this past fall. Um, so he's he's planning to throw his assessment, <laughs> which which will be interesting. Dude, I almost just spit out my bourbon, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't <laughs> want to get on my monitor. <laughs> that was that was close. That was close. Three fifty is pretty high. It's hard to do. No, um, three fifty is uh, three fifty is definitely within the striking distance at this at, at, at his. All right, then I'm um, going over because I have faith in Carter. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go over. Um, over under Georgia men's basketball wins twenty three and a half. Twenty three and a half. Man. Where are they at right now, Jim? For the for the folks at home, oh man, yeah, you're putting me on the spot. Shoot, oh, come on, man, you're just supposed to. You're, hey, you're like... I had the, I had, I know they, they had, let's see, they had the ten game win streak. They've won one since that, so that's eleven. I don't know. They're probably what fourteen and something five. Let's see how close I was. They're thirteen and five. Is that it? Right. That's what ESPN. I'm on ESPN's website right now. Yeah, so I got it right. <laughs> thirteen and five. Amazing. How many more games are left? They would have to. This doesn't include the SEC tournament, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. Factor in SEC tournament and then maybe postseason. Which I'm not. You know, they're currently on the outside looking in for like bracketology. But I mean, shoot, NIT would be you know an improvement. So I'm gonna go over. Screw it, over. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go over. <laughs> I mean, I am sitting there like counting and i'm like it's possible the fact that it's even in the realm of possibility is incredible like i'm ecstatic do we we really not think that they can find seven wins seven wins plus yeah Yeah, it's a lot it is a lot well yeah (laughs) so all right uh georgia spring sport sec championships over under two and a half Ooh, spring sport sec champions and like I don't, I don't even know. Like I don't even know. we got, you know, got we got new new baseball coach. That's tough. Uh, but you got men's tennis and women's tennis are always in the hunt. So true. I think two and a half is a good number because I'm in a I'm in a good mood. And I'm just saying over on everything. I'm gonna say over, <laughs> over <laughs> them dogs as hell. Uh, love it. And then finally, coach just said, "Thanks for the memories. Love you both, coach. Love you too, brother. Uh, great season." Uh, happy to have the over-unders. Another off-season topic with that music moving to staying with CBS and moving to the Big Ten. We're going to have to make a decision. We're, we'll leave it up to you, Coach. 
What, if he, what, if he, what do we do? If he still wants the same intro music, so we'll see. He's he's keeping the same he's keeping the same handle even though Belichick got let go, right? Uh oh, ooh, yeah, coach, man, yeah, we gotta find that out. I think he, I think I. I what I, if if Bill Belichick gets hired by the Falcons? Is, are you gonna still be Coach Joe Bill? <laughs> coach, are you, is he gonna have a Falcons hat on backwards in the, in the profile picture? He'll <laughs> probably be like Coach Trill, Coach Trill Bill Ho, or something uh, like that. Amazing. All right, shout out, Coach. Thank you again for uh, coming along for this ride and doing the over unders. Been a blast. Uh, Fun times as always. Well, season's over. We move into the off season. Um, shoot, we came up with some off season content ideas during this show. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll 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 try to do those. And... I definitely I definitely need a Jim Wood deep dive into what the CFP is going to look like next year. I feel like that'll be fun. Okay, I'm glad that you like that idea because I've I mean, I've been thinking about that for because a while. I don't understand it, but you seem to have more details than I do. So. I feel and I feel like I need to look at it. I want to look at it some more too myself. So I think that'll be fun. I think that'll like, be fun. My favorite my favorite thing that you've said recently was like that next year while it's a bigger field there's no longer that month gap where Kirby smart has a, as a month to prepare for someone. So that is an interesting tidbit of information that I was not previously privy to. So, right. Yeah. It starts sooner. It starts sooner. So, um, the game, the game is changing. (laughs) Uh, I, I, so that we had to like Nick Saban go. Oh man. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he was like all this NIL and, (laughs) Transfer portal, I'm out. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> For you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> uh, I honestly feel like that's part of it, but we'll see. I agree. It's also going to be part of the reason why Kirby ends up hanging it up, I'm sure. And he's not going to be alone. We just need Kirby to stay long enough until he turns it over to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we'll have a regular cadence. Um, the plan is to record more often this off season than we did last. Uh, it is. I had. Who are you and what have you done with Jim? I'm just saying, right? I had some stuff come up, and I was like MIA <laughs> for months, so that was on me. So we'll see. We'll see. Right. If, we'll see if we can stick to that. I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire on that. One. <laughs> hey, just text me, <laughs> Coach Trill. Over under number of episodes in the off season. <laughs> I'm setting the line at. 3.5. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. All right, man. All right, man. It's, good no. to, it's good to catch up. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully, you, dear listener, have already listened to all of your feelings episodes and end-of-season episodes. Um, so we're hopefully kept catching you as as the last one for, for Georgia Podcast. But thanks for coming along with the ride. We really appreciate it. And go dogs. Go dogs.